From pollinators to pests, insects are an inseparable part of horticulture. I'm Dr Ian Smith and welcome to Bug Bites on the Plants Grow Here podcast. Join me each episode as we learn about horticulturally important insects and explore their hidden worlds. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So saith Two-Face in the Batman series, and perhaps insects as well. We like to put insects into neat categories, beneficials and pests, predators and herbivores. But sometimes they just don't fit into neat categories. Enter stage left, the European earwig, Ficula auricularia, plant-eating pest, fruit and flower befowler, beneficial predator, and soil-improving decomposer. Although there are over 85 species of Australian earwigs, the only species that will typically be of interest to those in horticulture will be the European earwig, first introduced to Australia in the 1850s and eventually arriving in Perth in the 1990s. The European earwig grows to between 1 to 2 centimetres long, with a smooth, flat and elongated body that is mostly dark brown in colour, with some yellow-tinted shoulders and legs. And although it has wings, it rarely flies, preferring instead to move amongst the relative safety of leaf litter, mulch and vegetation. Perhaps the most notable feature of the earwig is the large pair of pincers at the rear of its body, technically known as circe. These are used for a range of activities, such as during mating, feeding and for self-defence. Although the circe may look intimidating and can be used to pinch a human if provoked, it's unlikely to break the skin, and they have no venom, so they are about as dangerous as an angry pair of tweezers. Like most insects, earwigs are most active and fastest growing during the warmer months of the year, which, unfortunately, coincides with the growth of fruits and seedlings. During the colder periods, they tend to nest under soil clods, leaf litter, rocks, logs, and any other comfortable cracks and crevices it can find, protecting its eggs until they hatch in spring. Most horticulturalists will become acquainted with the European earwig through its herbivorous behaviour, causing damage to plant leaves, flowers and fruits. This damage is in the form of irregularly shaped holes or ragged edges, or complete defoliation in the case of young seedlings. Damage by earwigs looks very similar to slugs and snails, so to tell which you have, keep an eye out for any of the characteristic silver trails left by slugs and snails which would rule out earwigs. But now for the record scratch moment. Earwigs will also opportunistically eat soft-bodied garden pests like aphids, mealybugs and caterpillars. In fact, multiple academic studies from Europe regard the European earwig as a beneficial insect of orchards, due to their ability to keep key pests such as the woolly aphid in check and reduce fruit loss. So, are earwigs a pest to control or a beneficial to leave be? Well, it's probably a question of numbers. In biodiverse gardens with lots of visiting birds and a diverse range of insects, earwigs are more likely to be beneficial, choosing to only eat the most succulent of aphids. Once earwig numbers start to expand though, they will start to take what they can get, which will probably include your hard laboured over seedlings and flowers. So if numbers are exploding and you are starting to see signs of earwig damage, what action should you take? Methods of cultural control that can be used include reducing available refuge for earwigs, such as moving mulch, rocks, logs and pots away from sensitive plants. If you find earwigs overwintering in buildings and structures, make sure to seal up any gaps to prevent them from entering. And if you are lucky enough to have the option, encourage poultry and birds into the area. 
This will make for happy plump poultry and less than happy earwigs. If cultural control isn't cutting it, the bad news is options for chemical control is very limited for earwigs, as their behaviour of hiding and stealthily moving around means that most insecticides will be ineffective, short of sterilising the whole area. And even then you'll be taking out all the beneficial insects as well. There is some preliminary research suggesting that slugs and snail baits may kill earwigs, but as of yet, this use of snail baits is not approved by the APVMA, so it would be an off-label use. But one of the best methods? Cardboard. Seriously. Rolled up corrugated cardboard, tied to branches or in upturned pots, is the Ritz Hotel for earwigs. So, a few weeks before flowering, fruiting or putting in seedlings, keep placing rolled up corrugated cardboard logs around any sensitive plants. And then, every few days, check them for earwigs. If they have moved in and made themselves at home, simply evict them by replacing the cardboard roll with a new one. If you keep this up, you'll progressively lower the population. There are a few alternative designs for this type of earwig trap. Some utilise bamboo, straw, boxes of wooden blocks to name a few. So have a look online and see what suits the area you are working in. And one last thing before we finish up. Ever heard the old superstition that these insects crawl into people's ears and burrow into their brains to lay their eggs? Yeah, it's just that, an ancient superstition. So you can sleep easy tonight. You have been listening to a Plants Grow Here podcast. This episode was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Theme tune is Space Dust by Airtone. If you have an episode idea, tweet it at hashtag PGHBugs. I'm Ian Smith. Catch you next time for another ear-opening episode.